0: Welcome to the Swolistic Show. I'm your host, Jesse Lockhart, a realtor turned holistic health coach and personal trainer. I'm obsessed with empowering you to make yourself a priority so you can transform your health, your body, and your life through holistic-based practices. Get ready for inspirational stories and actionable advice to start living your own Swolistic life. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Swolistic Show. I am super excited that you are here today. Number one, because we are in the new year. The day that this episode is airing is in 2023, and I can't believe it. I still feel like most of us are trying to process 2020 still, (laughs) and then, like, so much happened for me in my personal life in 2021, and now, you know, I'm still recording this in 2022, but I don't know, you guys. I feel really good about 2023. Not only is it the year that I turn 30, but... There's just a lot of good things in the works. I have a good feeling about it. I was talking to my therapist a couple weeks ago about how I don't really even care if nothing happens in 2023. Like, because I've had such a whirlwind of a 2020, 2021, and 2022. If you've followed me for that long, you know that, you know, There's been a lot that has happened over those three years. So if very little happens in 2023, I'll be fine. And my therapist was like, yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense considering everything that you've gone through. So either way, I am so stoked for this year and I am so grateful that you are here kicking off the year listening to the show. So today's episode, we are going to talk about cycle syncing. And I'm so excited to dive into this. I've talked about this a little bit on my social media. My clients have heard me talk about cycle syncing. And today's podcast episode, we're going to dive just right into it and get really deep and talk about these kinds of things. Thinking about it, I will probably break this episode up into two parts because there's just so much information here and I want you guys to be able to hear it, process it, And then, you know, we'll go into another episode about it. So today, cycle syncing part one, kind of the overarching agenda of what we're going to talk about includes the difference between the male and female hormone cycles. And then we're going to dive into kind of the female cycle hormone superstars. So I'm going to dive into what hormones are at play, what their jobs are, and dive into that. And then I'm going to end with just briefly going over the four phases of your cycle and what those look like and kind of what's happening in your body at that time. And then in a part two episode, I'm going to recap the four phases of your cycle and then tie in why, like, muscle building, why strength training matters just in the scope of overall wellness. And then lastly, you know, in the next episode, I'll tie in together how you can sync your workouts to your cycle and that kind of thing. So stay tuned. This is going to be a really jam-packed episode, but first let's dive into the differences between the male and the female hormonal cycles. So Newsflash, male and female are, you know, men and women are not created the same, right? We have some similar hormones within our bodies, but they have different functions. If you're not sure what a what a hormone is, if we need to start at that basic level, hormones are chemical messengers within our bodies and they're constantly flowing from system to system, telling our body to do certain things, perform certain acts or That kind of thing. So, that's what hormones are. We all have hormones. There are tons of different hormones within our system. But when it comes to the male hormonal cycle, it actually follows a 24 hour flow or like a 24 hour cycle, essentially. So, in a perfect world, obviously men do deal with hormone imbalance just as women do. But in an ideal world, the male hormonal cycle goes a little like this in the morning, is when their testosterone and their cortisol levels are at their highest. This is typically when they are most energetic, communicative, they're super focused, ready for sex, cue like high testosterone, morning wood, that kind of thing, and they're usually very efficient in their mornings. Moving into the afternoon, their testosterone starts to decline a little bit. They might be a little bit more in the mood to socialize and connect with other people, pitch ideas, network with their colleagues or whatever that might look like. And then in the evening is when their testosterone levels really start to diminish. They become a little bit more sensitive to their estrogen And at this point, they might be ready to just really wind down for the day, kind of veg out on the couch, quiet the mind before they go to sleep. And then this entire cycle starts all over again. So I want you to think if you notice anything, if you notice anything about this particular cycle, Uh, that entire hormonal cycle, when you think about it, our entire society is pretty much based on this 24-hour male hormonal cycle, at least when it comes to corporate America. It's wake up, get to work, punch the clock, meetings, get work done, afternoons, more meetings, happy hours, events, things like that. Leave the the office at 5 or 6 p.m., go home, hang out, have dinner, get ready to do it all over again. And most of the time men, you know, are like trying to hit the gym in the morning because that's when their energy is at the highest, right? So when you think about it this way, it's really no wonder why women constantly feel stressed behind and burned out because we are trying to fit our hormonal cycle, which I'll dive into next, into this 24-hour flow. And surprise, the female hormonal cycle is not 24 hours long. So just keep that in mind. Now, before we dive into the female hormonal cycle, I want to introduce you to your biological clocks. So the first one is our circadian rhythm. This is something most people have heard about this. It's really common, you know, our circadian rhythm, but it's a a 24-hour clock that regulates multiple bodily processes like digestion, body temperature, metabolism, sleep, as well as hormone production. So that's your circadian rhythm. Most of us have heard of it. Now, as women, we actually have a second biological clock through our monthly cycle, or also called the Infradian rhythm. Now, this is a 28 day cycle with four distinct phases. Sound familiar? This is your monthly cycle, ladies. The four phases are follicular, ovulatory, luteal, and menstrual. And we will again dive into those deeper a little bit later. But how cool that we as women are not only blessed with a you know, circadian rhythm, but we are also blessed with this infradian rhythm and our hormones constantly are fluctuating around this 28-day cycle. So, no day really looks the same within this, you know, 28-day cycle. Now, I want you guys to hear some statistics uh, these statistics are coming from the book In the Flow by Alyssa Vitti. If you have not read it, I highly, highly recommend it. A lot of information from this podcast episode actually comes directly from that book. She has cited all of her studies and things like that in the back. So I will link a copy of the book on Amazon in the show notes for you. So here's some some statistics that I want you to hear. Nearly 5 million women are suffering from polycystic ovary syndrome, or PCOS. 9 to 14 out of 100 women have heavy periods, so bleeding through tampons, constantly leaking, having to use tampons and pads, things like that is what I would consider a heavy period. 12% of menstruating women have difficulty getting pregnant or carrying to term. I know there are so many women out there who are struggling with infertility, and I do not need to tell you how emotionally taxing of a process that is. So, infertility is a huge problem in our society today with women in their birthing years. Another statistic, this one like honestly blows my mind. More than 75% of all people diagnosed with autoimmune diseases are women. So, that literally means if you have four people who have autoimmune diseases. Three of them are women. That's insanity to me. I don't know about you guys, but that is insanity to me. And then a couple more. 85% of chronic migraine sufferers are women. And childbearing women are more than twice as likely as men to develop an anxiety disorder. Now, I share all these statistics with you because I want to demonstrate how living out of sync of our monthly cycle, our infradian rhythm, is costing us. These are all things that are happening because we are not sensitive to our monthly cycles and we're just essentially, in very broad terms, wrecking our hormones (laughs) and, and not really putting our health first. Now, Just because you are, you know, maybe living out of your cycle does not necessarily mean any of these things are going to happen to you. Of course, this is a very nuanced conversation and there are so many variables at play here. I am not immune to that at all. But this just paints a picture of how wrecked the female body is and how how desperately we... (laughs) I can't even, like, find the words for it, guys. Like, we just desperately need to reclaim our health and figure all of this out. So that's the male versus female hormonal cycle. Now let's dive into the female cycle, kind of the hormone superstars. Like, who are they? Let's meet them. What do they do? That kind of thing. The first one is our estrogen. You guys have probably heard of your estrogen hormone before. This is basically kind of the superstar of your hormonal cycle. There are actually three different types of estrogen. You have estrone, which only occurs post-menopause. You have estradiol, which is uh, the estrogen in both males and females. And then you have estriol, which comes into play during pregnancy. Now estrogen, it stimulates egg follicle growth, it promotes vaginal lubrication, it maintains your uterine lining, and then also will stop milk flow into breast, in your breast tissue when you are weaning from nursing your babies. So how cool, first of all, is the female body? (laughs) So yeah, that's, that's estrogen in a nutshell. Next we have progesterone. This hormone uh, kicks in around your ovulation, around when you ovulate. Its main job is controlling and maintaining the uterine lining in anticipation of pregnancy. It also counterbalances your estrogen and will help promote relaxation, improve sleep, and enhances your mood. So progesterone, I kind of like to think of progesterone as it's sitting there just kind of waiting like, okay, are we pregnant or are we not pregnant? Are we pregnant or are we not pregnant? And... You know, it kind of adjusts according to whether you end up pregnant or whether you don't for that particular cycle. So, next we have testosterone, which again, we've most of us have probably heard of testosterone. It is the sexy hormone, <laughs> it surges around ovulation in women. This hormone will boost your energy, your motivation, and your mood. It's the sex drive hormone, right? We hear about this all the time. But did you also know that testosterone plays a huge role in building strength and muscle mass, as well as burning fat? So it is still super important, even though women don't have as much testosterone as men, it is still important that we have a normal range, a normal level of testosterone for multiple reasons. So again, this just illustrates why hormones play such a huge role in the fitness world and basically why I here. <laughs> okay, moving on. We have a, a couple more. So the next hormone is FSH. It is the follicle stimulating hormone. This hormone is released by the pituitary gland to stimulate egg maturity and growth. And it ultimately kind of plays a role in controlling the menstrual cycle. So the menstruation phase. And then lastly, we have LH, which is your luteinizing hormone this actually comes into play and it triggers the release of a mature egg from the ovaries. So this, if, you, if you've if you ever used ovulation sticks or have ever tried to test when you ovulate or anything, what those sticks are testing for is that LH spike. So it's going to spike right around when you ovulate and then within the 24 within 24 to 48 hours after that spike is when you are the most fertile. So this is a huge misconception and our freaking education system has failed us greatly in that a lot of women think that you can get pregnant at any time during your cycle. That is False. If there is one thing I want you to walk away from this podcast episode with, it is please know and understand that you cannot get pregnant at any time during the month. It is only during a certain fertile window that you can get pregnant. And this is what the luteinizing hormone is. The luteinizing hormone goes in and it triggers the release of a mature egg from your ovaries. Then your uh, that egg travels down the fallopian tubes, enters into the uterus, and that is where you know where sperm and egg meet to combine and then ultimately fertilize in the uterus, right? And that's what occurs. That's how pregnancy occurs. So, luteinizing hormone is a big thing. If you're trying to see if you're ovulating, luteinizing hormone is a big player there. So, those are your hormone superstars. Estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, FSH, and LH. So, this is a podcast, so I don't have a visual for you, but you could easily Google hormonal cycle, female hormonal cycle, and find some graphs of just showing, like, Take a look at your cycle, like when the hormones are at play, when they spike, and things like that. That might be really helpful for you. So, now that we know what hormones are at play here, let's then dive into the four phases of your cycle. So, there are a couple of things that I want to point out here before we dive into the actual phases. Um, Most of us were taught that the first day of bleeding was the first day of our cycle. And while that's not necessarily incorrect, it is really just a medical reference that came about when only men could practice medicine. And this is something that Alyssa VD talks about in her book, In the Flow. It was also assumed that your bleed would be the only thing that you would notice or track when it came to your monthly cycle. So it just made it easier for doctors to reference. Now, am I saying that if you track your cycle based on your bleeding day one is day one of your cycle. Am I saying that that's wrong? Absolutely not. There are plenty of people within the holistic wellness space who still refer to day one as the first day of your bleed. But as I go through the four phases of your cycle and explain what happens in your body, I hope that I can at least give you some logical explanation as to why the menstrual phase is actually at the end of your cycle. So it's really just the physical manifestation of blood that makes it easiest to track. But in the way that I explain it, I will hopefully give you some insight as to why I consider it the end of your cycle. So the other thing that I wanna note before we dive into this is that the female body and the hormone system really only has two priorities. Number 1 is to stay alive. Your body has tons of different fail-safes. Our systems are always working to keep us alive, right? That's priority number 1 is to stay alive. Priority number 2 for a female body is to make a baby. Whether you want to have a baby or get pregnant or not doesn't matter. Your body is always going to prepare as if it is going to make a baby. And again, I'll explain how this happens during your phases, but just so we're aware, okay? So, when it comes to your phases, the first phase is the follicular phase. The theme for this phase is typically like preparation. The duration of a normal follicular phase is anywhere between 7 to 10 days, and during this phase, the hypothalamus signals your pituitary gland to secrete that FSH, the follicle-stimulating hormone, To your ovaries and start maturing eggs. Hey, we need to start getting ready for a potential pregnancy, so we need these eggs to mature so they can eventually release, is what I imagine (laughs) is being said, right? Being communicated. During this phase, your estrogen levels will start to rise and initiate the renewal of your uterine lining to host an egg later in your cycle. So hey, we need the eggs to mature and hey, we need a place for them to eventually you know, be fertilized and be hosted in if we're going to actually make this baby, okay? That's what happens during your follicular phase. Some strengths during your follicular phase are things like creativity, fresh starts, brainstorming, starting new projects, kind of an openness to new things. So you can really, like we're not going to go into this in this podcast episode, but you can really sync your cycle to so many different things within your life, not just your strength workouts, but your parenting style, your relationship with your partner, your work, your food, like so many things can be synced to your cycle. And so that's why I share kind of the the strengths here. But that is the follicular phase. Now moving into the ovulatory phase. So the theme for for this phase is to open up the duration of your ovulation phase is really only three to four days so you'll see a large increase in estrogen and that spike in lh that luteinizing hormone which again stimulates an egg it's been matured it's ready to be released so then that egg makes its way down to the uterus which is now lush and prepared for potential fertilization and implantation so again you can only get pregnant during your ovulation phase. So, if you are not ovulating, which most hormonal birth controls shut ovulating off. Okay, so if you're on a hormonal birth control, you are most likely not ovulating. So, you can only get pregnant if you have ovulated. You can only get pregnant if an egg meets a sperm, is fertilized, and implanted into your uterus. Only way you're able to get pregnant. So that's why you only have like a three to four day fertile window because eggs will eventually die off, be reabsorbed into the body, and then we start the cycle all over again, okay? So some strengths in your ovulatory phase are things like communication, socialization, genuine connection, being able to really communicate your needs. Um, This is a great time to like go out for social hour because your hormones also reach their peak during your ovulation phase. So, next we move into the luteal phase. Now, this is the longest phase of them all, clocking in anywhere between 10 to 14 days. The The theme here is work, getting shit done. So, you can kind of break the luteal phase into the first half and the second half. What happens during this phase is the follicle where the egg was released called the corpus luteum is going to grow inside the ovary and then sparks the production of progesterone. So if you remember our hormone superstars, progesterone comes into play here. And then your estrogen levels will kind of continue to rise like in that first half of your luteal phase. Then towards the end of the luteal phase in that second half, if the egg has not been fertilized, the corpus luteum is efficiently reabsorbed into the body. And then your estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone reach their peaks and then start to decline to their lowest levels right before your period starts. So the luteal phase is kind of like this, okay, which direction are we going to go from here? Did we get pregnant during the ovulation phase and now we need to start bringing in other hormones so that we can support this baby and this growth and um, all of that? Or did we not get pregnant and now we need to flush everything out and start all over again? So this is kind of that up in the air limbo type of phase. And then during this phase, our body is, are we pregnant or are we not? And if you're not pregnant, then We move into the menstrual phase. But before I get into that, don't let me forget to tell you the strengths here. Strengths during the luteal phase are task efficiency, finishing all those projects you started in your follicular phase, detail orientation. Like I said, the theme here is work, getting shit done. So we move from the luteal phase into the menstrual phase. The menstrual phase here, the theme is rest. And then the duration is going to be anywhere between three to seven days, just depending on the person. So during this phase, your progesterone production will drop off as the corpus luteum is reabsorbed, which that act will then trigger your uterus to shed its lining, right? We didn't get pregnant, time to flush it out and try it all over again your estrogen will peak and fall right before your period starts, which again will signal your hypothalamus to prepare for another cycle. So we know during the menstrual phase, that's when we're bleeding. That's when we're usually at our lowest energy levels is during the menstrual phase. It's because our body is working so hard to flush everything out so that we can then step right back into the follicular phase, which triggers, you know, Let's get that uterine lining put back together. Let's get those eggs matured so that we can start this cycle all over again. And then the strengths with the menstrual phase are intuition, self evaluation, critical thinking, reflection. This is a good time to kind of look back at the month, see what worked, what didn't work, to really give your body some time, turn inward, and you know, kind of rest and recover there. So Hopefully, you guys, in the way that I explained how what goes on during those phases gives you a little bit of insight as to why the menstrual phase is actually the end of your cycle versus the beginning. And again, I'm not saying that if you track your cycle that way, if bleeding day one is your cycle day one, I'm not saying that that's incorrect at all. A lot of people in the holistic space still do that. I just hope that it's kind of given you a little bit of insight. If you are looking for a solid like period tracking app, I recommend it's called In The Flow. Flow spelled F-L-O. Again, this is uh, an app by Alyssa Vitti. It takes all of this into account. So, you're, you know, looking at Different the different phases. It'll kind of project like, oh, you're going to be in your follicular phase over these days and your ovulatory phase over these days versus other period trackers, which just mostly track like, oh, this is when you're projected to ovulate or, you know, here's your menstrual cycle. What are your symptoms kind of thing? So I recommend that app. It's what I use. It's what I tell all of my clients to use because it incorporates the four different phases so, we're going to wrap up this podcast episode here. Take some time. If you want to re listen to it, please be my guest and go ahead and re listen to this episode. But I will be back with another episode where we're going to tie together strength training, cycle syncing, and then I'm going to give you some tips on how you can bring those two worlds together. So, Thank you so much for being here. I hope this podcast was helpful. Don't forget to tag me if you listen. Tag me on Instagram and go ahead and send me a message on Instagram if you listen to this episode. If you found this valuable or helpful or you have questions about how this works, please feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram. That's the best and easiest way to get in touch with me but I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Happy 2023. Let's go crush it this year, and I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you for spending your time with me in today's show. I truly appreciate you so much. To learn more about training with The Soulistic Co., check the show notes to learn more about our available programs or to schedule a call with me to get started. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Miss Jessie Lockhart and at Team Swolistic. I hope you have the best day ever, and I'll chat with you next week.